Welcome to the JK Sports Podcast. I am Juan. And I am Kyle. And we are back for the best podcast out there. Um, so, Kyle. Let's go, Juan. How you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. We need to bring the energy tonight. Energy. Bring it. Yeah, they said, I read something about leadership, Kyle, and it said good leaders, right, something that they do is they create and inspire, you know, they they create energy. Right. Right. They bring the energy. They bring the energy to their uh, to their teams. They make sure their teams have a lot of energy. Right. And that they create a lot of energy for their teams. Right. Because that's what you need to be successful. Yeah. Got to keep people positive, you know, keep them in good spirits, especially in today's times. Right, Juan? We got, you know... Israel's falling apart. Yeah, you, know? you had the Republican debate we, last night. Uh, I, 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 ask me how much I watched. I, it. I probably <laughs> the same that. amount I did. We've got the Bears and the Panthers playing tonight. Probably yeah. the two worst teams in the league. I think there's some um, pretty big implications in this game about draft picks. So would you try to lose? I, honestly, I think it's it helps the Bears more if they lose. Because... Um, for some of our fans, the Bears had the number one pick last year, and they traded it to the Panthers. Right. For, um, and which the Panthers used Bryce Young. Right. To to do that. Now, um, there's some clause in there that if the Bears, you know, the better the Bears do, the better the draft pick that the Panthers will get, or worse. Oh, the worst they do, excuse me, put it that way. It's like so if the Bears were the worst team again this year right. and had the number one pick, the Panthers would actually get that number one pick. I think. Oh, so it's so they traded a, the pick this year too. Yeah. In that trade. That's interesting. Okay. Something along that line. I, I think. I, whatever. There there's a lot of details. <laughs> Out there, but Seems these are two. These are two pretty bad teams. Do you um, know who the quarterback of the Bears is right now? Um, Nathan Peterman. Nope. Tyson Badgent. Ba- Badger. Badgent. Bagent. Badgent. Have you ever heard of Tyson Badgent? I'm looking at his face right now, and I'm. I will give you a hundred dollars if you tell me in the next five seconds which college he went to. University of Idaho. Shepherd. Shepherd Pie. Uh, Shepherd Kyle. Apparently he. Shepherded sheep? Do you shepherd sheep? The sheep? Are they shepherded? Sheep's wool? Sheep's wool. <laughs> Lanolin. <laughs> <laughs> I've never... Uh, yeah, this is things I didn't know. So Justin Fields is hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt. I What a letdown that was. It's amazing how Ohio State quarterbacks have... They had this like string of just incredible quarterbacks in college... All of them get drafted, go to the pros. None of them have been successful until our boy C.J. Stroud just lighting it up, which I have in fantasy football and got me like 41 points last week. That's a lot. It seems like a lot, 41. I It seems like a lot. I'm not a fantasy football expert, but 41's a lot. I I would just say let's pump the brakes a bit, though. Justin Fields was a good quarterback for like the first two years or so. Was he? He he started getting better the second year. Who, who knows, right? Um, let's just say pump the brakes. It's very 
things can change very quickly. Uh, maybe he just needs a new team. Maybe it's like a Jared Goff situation, you know? Yeah, I'm just saying CJ Stroud looks great now, and then he could be horrible. The last great Texans quarterback that they had that was like, oh, he's going to be great is Deshaun Watson. He was great, though. He was awesome. I mean, Is he great now? Well, so what happens when you get kicked out of the league for two years. Anything, you take a two-year hiatus, you're going to be a little rusty. It's going to take you a while. You're going to lose some of your momentum. Probably hear some pretty funny things at opposing teams' stadiums, I would assume. He gets heckled, you know, on account of the towel situation. Do you think that really play? The heckling has nothing to do with this play, though. I don't know. It's got to be. It's got to be in your head, right? Because everybody knows how creepy you are, and you're in a stadium of seventy thousand people staring at you, like judging, just judgy eyes. Have you actually? Which brings up another point. Have you? Um, don't smoke crack. <laughs> um, have you <laughs> seen the Beckham documentary on I haven't Netflix? Yet. I haven't yet. We, we've so. My my wife and I have been talking about watching it. We just oh, it was it good? I am um they're hour longs and I have watched the first two episodes. Okay. Um very good. I mean, you know, we we were relatively young still during that time frame, sure. right? So like yeah. I knew who Beckham was, but I wasn't really I wasn't as big into soccer back then, so I wasn't really following like the European leagues and the Premier Leagues and and, right. and all that other stuff that happened, right. but um, the World Cup incident when he was 23 years old, uh, it, it's it's pretty interesting that story. So we'll we'll have to come back to when you okay. Actually I'll I'll watch it and then we'll do a little recap. That. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a Beckham fan. I like him. He's a pretty smart dude. I haven't got there yet. He I mean, has a lot of tattoos. He has a lot of tattoos. Tattoos are aggressive, but whatever. I dig it. It's cool. I don't have any tattoos, but I'm a baby. <laughs> if <laughs> if you would have gotten without Googling the Badgent yeah, College, Tyson Badgent. I would have gotten a tattoo. <laughs> like there has there should be like that's how crazy it would have been, right? Like if I if I would yeah. have get like if I would have said Kyle, I'm I'll guess, but if it, I get it right, you have to get a tattoo. I, I, that would have been like, fair, yeah. You know, you would have taken that bet. Right? Would I? Oh, absolutely. Would I have had to? Would my tattoo have have to have been like his face? I don't know. We, we don't have to go there, but we'll, it, it's clearly not going to happen. But it just made me think of that's how outrageous it would have been. That you, who has zero tattoos, right? I don't know if you have any plans to get a tattoo or not. I, I don't. We had this conversation last weekend with yeah. a friend. Um, the question was. Not that I'm opposed to tattoos, but yeah. I don't know what I would put on my body that would be there permanently that I'm like, yeah, that was a good decision. I wanted that. Right. It's, I just, I don't, A, I'm not creative enough to think that way. And B, I just, just, I don't like anything enough, you know? Yeah. You, you're, you're just a big hater. So, all right. I will get a tattoo of, um, your boy Tyson on my body. If you can tell me the town and state Shepherd University is in. <laughs> the town and state? If you get both of them. Rhode Island. If you get both of them, you get to pick the location and the tattoo. Dover, Delaware. That's a good guess. Shepherdstown, which makes sense, yeah. right? West Virginia. Okay. 
Listen, we're here for the <laughs> listeners, so I'm here to educate you guys. We could have built that up a little bit more because our fans are probably on pins and needle when, when I, they hear I this. know, I know. Well, that's why they tune in. Next time. Next time. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about our Gators. Um, we use this a lot to discuss how they are. It's been a little while. Um, they've been in Tennessee. Morale was high. We've kind of lost to Kentucky, and the season's been, you know, whatever it is right now. Um, they're, it doesn't look great going forward because you have, and, and you're, maybe you can look this up, but I believe the, their next opponents that they have next three, there's three games left, three games left, three games left. Um, LSU, Missouri and Florida state are all in the, if not top 10, top 15. LSU's technically 19 after their last loss. Oh, yeah. But on the road at LSU, night game, which for those who haven't been, night game at LSU is pretty intense. Yeah. On the road at Missouri, Mizzou is freaking fire. They might score 80 points on us. What are they ranked? They're 14. Okay. Um, They just lost to Georgia. And then you've got Florida State at home to finish out the year. And, I mean... the problem is with the Gators, you know, if you say, all right, you're going to lose on the road at Utah, you're going to lose on the road at Kentucky, um, you know, both ranked, you know, right. at the time, of course, like this year, that's, that's fine. That's not bad. Oh, and by the way, you're going to lose to Georgia. Okay. Like we were fine. We had five wins, all those losses. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. And we knew that at the end of the season, it was going to be a gauntlet, right? Mm-hmm. At LSU, at Missouri, Florida State at home. You have got to win those home games against Arkansas. You have to. You have to figure out a way to win those games. There's no excuse for that. That was brutal. Yeah, we, we both went to that game. Arkansas was, uh, what, 2-5 and five going into that game? 2-5. and five. Right. And they had just fired their offensive coordinator, and it went to overtime to that. The game started horribly. I think in the first mm-hmm. minute and a half or two minutes, Florida was down 14-0. Yep. Um, that did not – didn't have good vibes. No. From no. that um, – They overcame that, though. They overcame the, the early deficit. Yeah. They, they played well from that point through, we'll call it, Halftime, I guess. Really. Yeah. Um, but the same thing happened in the Arkansas game that happened in the Kentucky game. I mean, they just ran up the gut and ran all over us. And there was just, we had no solution to it. We could not stop a nosebleed. It was 23-20 going to the fourth quarter. Florida. Florida okay. was winning. So four, fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. And we, then could have said So... I guess, where are you right now with the Gators? You know, you've had some time to think about this Arkansas loss and yeah, and I, so forth. You know, we we sat here and we talked about the fact that, well, I, I, I did, Damn. that I, didn't, I couldn't find the wins to get them bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure enough, they're losing the ones we thought they were going to lose. But that's what separates you as a coach, as a program, when you start winning the ones that 
really you should be winning. Like the Arkansas game, you have to win that. You have to. The, the bad thing about that win is they're going to lose five games in a row now, right? Which that in and of itself is very demoralizing for the players, for the fans, for the program. That's just, that's a really bad look for the recruits. Like that's just a bad look. But I think most importantly, they're now not going to make a bowl game. And that's really impactful for this young players that they have. I mean, it's a very young team, very inexperienced. A couple more weeks of practice in a bowl game would do wonders for that team. And now we lose out on that. And I think that's I, I think that's a really big loss. Right, do you think he should be fired? No. No. I, I don't think he should be fired. I think so I think a couple things. There is a massive talent gap on the team right now. When you look at them compared to Georgia, uh, we'll see it against LSU. We'll see it against Missouri. The talent gap is huge. That's not his fault. That That is not him. He's playing a ton of young guys. That's fine. But where everybody has an issue, and we've talked about it all year, number one, special teams is an absolute train wreck. It cost us the game against Arkansas. Cost us other games. Special teams is just a total nightmare. And we can recap that if we want to and go through that. Mm-hmm. You have got to hire a special teams coordinator. And on the offensive side of the ball, I, I'm not one of those people that like thinks, oh, there's a bunch of awful play calling and whatever. It is just very, very difficult to manage a program and also call the plays. So think about, for a second, the very last play of the game against Arkansas. They had a chance to come on and kick a field goal to win the game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're sending out the wrong players. Uh, they end up getting a penalty on the play. There's chaos. Nobody knows what's going on. What are we doing? What player are we running? As a head coach, you can easily make that call if you're not worried about making the actual play call in and of itself, too. An OC alleviates that entire issue right there because then all Napier's focused on is the big picture stuff, the quick decisions, the go, kick it, you know, or we're going for it, or whatever that may be. Um, Aren't there other coaches who are OCs, though, and head coaches? There are, but he would... I can make the argument he's proven that that he's not successful with that. And it is very unorganized on the field. There's a ton of penalties. There's a ton of mistakes. It's not it's not the play calling that bothers me. It's the he his whole thing, right, is management, is organization, is oversight. It's it's building, you know, this uh, very structured program but that is not reflecting on the field and so everything he is preaching is not coming to fruition so you need to do something different and you i think it's going to be very telling to see how stubborn are you you know can you humble yourself a little bit can you let go of something and bring in somebody else i mean you can run your system run your plays whatever you need help, man, and that's okay. That's okay. We all, we all, you need help. Yeah. We all need help. Yeah, we all need a little help. Yeah, I, you know, there's. I've read a lot this week. There's a lot of chatter online uh, about wanting him fired, especially after the Arkansas game, or or a lot of things. Um, 
uh, I guess I I don't think he should be fired. I, I I'm with you. I, I just I need to see improvements of the team getting better. And I would say I've seen the team. Sure, I've, well, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen the team get better on defense or not. I've seen them get better on offense. You've proven to me this year that you can get some. We don't have a bad offense. We have a, We actually, like I said earlier in the year, I think in every game I would not be surprised if we won. The Georgia game was probably the only one, but I still had a little bit of hope, right? Like I'm not saying high percentages, but I can go into every game and say, I think we have a chance of winning if we could put everything together. I would agree right? with that. Other than the Georgia game, you are correct. Um, and, and even the Georgia game, I thought, eh, there may be a chance, but not, you know, not right. much. Uh, but uh, every other game, I'm like, I, I think Florida legit has a chance to win. But they also have a chance to lose. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, there's only two chances. Duh, right? But you know what I'm trying to say is, as far as percentages – you don't always say that with every team in every season sure. that you actually think they have a chance to because there's nobody the because there's nobody that great right it's and and uh, there are teams that are better right but you still think like they can overcome some things and if if we've seen highlights of them you've seen really good defense against Tennessee right we've seen good offenses for a half Right or maybe for a couple drives, Georgia, Tennessee, you know, other times there's, there's just been really good some sure. good plays and stuff. It's never been together. Nothing sustained. No, nothing sustained. But let's just say things that are still there. Special teams being bad, right? Um, timeout calling. Yeah. Has still been kind of a weird. Yeah. Weird thing, right? Um, and maybe t- us coming out flat. Yeah. A little bit of energy. Those are, I think, coaching things, CEO things, all that. That, hey, I, I would do the do they at the end of the day do they matter that much? I don't know. You know, I can't say it's that. Those are the reasons why we're losing. Right. But. You know, if you look over time, you're like, I, I, those things should be addressed. Like, those are not... Yeah, it's... I, I can't... I mean, you have to... You have to know they're happening, right? Yeah. And so, I am with you that this off season is really big for Billy to figure out. All right. Is what we're seeing outside as fans, are, are you willing to listen and develop and, and think of new ways? Right. right? Because... I don't. I don't know. Smarter people than me have have said that he was pretty creative in the way he did his staff. The reason he doesn't have an OC is so he'd have more um, assistance and have a you know more two offensive line coaches, you know, and and this and and the, there's definitely benefits of why he's doing it and the reason. But for him being such a methodical, I have a plan. You act as winners before you even start seeing the results, and there's a process and detail and all that. Those process things are not looking the best. No, no, I agree. Right, so let, let's see how you let's see how you adjust. I do think I don't know what it was. I can't. 
pinpoint one thing, but I do feel that he made adjustments from year one to year two. Well, um, I so I I don't I don't know that. I mean, I it's hard for me to really fill it out because I I think it's easy to say that now. I mean, if you if you think back be, again before the Arkansas loss, you're at five wins like you you. You beat Tennessee, right? That's a that's a great win. You lose ones you're supposed to lose, quote unquote. It, you know you're not feeling bad about it, but the Arkansas loss really puts things in perspective because again, they're getting ready to lose five in a row. And listen, as a diehard Gator fan, I try to be super optimistic going into every game. I, I just I can't fathom a scenario where we win any of these games coming up. Honestly, I think the best shot we have at winning is against FSU at home. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any way we even compete with LSU. I think Missouri's going to score. Literally, I think they'll score 50 points on us. And and that's not I'm, that's not trying to be hyperbolic. I, I think that's going to happen. And, you know, maybe at home against FSU, end of the year, you got nothing to lose. You can ruin their season. You know, maybe there's some motivation you find and you play out of your mind. They have some turnovers or whatever. But it's when you miss a bowl, you lose five in a row to end the year. That's really, really difficult to overcome and really difficult to get comfortable with. But so I have two questions for you. And this is what I the, the first one I don't understand is if you're Napier and you know you've got the wolves on your back, like, and you want to get them off you, the easy solution, why can't you stand up and say, you know what, we are going to address this at the end of the year, we are going to hire an OC, or we're going to, you don't even have to say that, we're going to hire a special teams coordinator. That, to me, is a no-brainer, right? I mean, clearly, that's been the biggest fault of our team this year. Just, Just say that. And then I feel yeah. like fans would be like, you know what? Okay, he, at least he recognizes the problem. He's going to fix it, right? That's such an easy thing to do. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to hire anybody now. You just, this you, is what But you're as do. a leader, you're throwing your staff under the bus. Mm, I disagree. I think you take the blame and say, I have structured this incorrectly. We need a special teams coordinator, right? You. I don't think you throw your staff under the bus at all. I think it's... He's taken that heat, but he is, at the same time, you're recognizing there's a problem, and I'm going to find the solution and fix it. To me, going back to your leader quotes earlier, that's a sign of a good leader, right? I recognize there's a problem, and I'm going to fix it. Yeah, and and we'll see. At the end of the day, and also, you have to get, it's not the recruit, I mean, it is the recruiting part, but it's getting top-end recruits. Right. Right. So in it, there's been a lot. I saw this stuff with a lot of stats, which are really good of talking about how um, stats, how recruiting and your talent equals points into games. Right. Right. And basically it, it the argument saying, why has UF been bad? It's. How come we still lose to our Arkansas and Kentucky in them, right? Like when we have clearly recruited better than them. Right. 
we have, but not an elite talent, right? Like there's been lots of studies, which I'm sure you read of like the top 50, top 100. Like if you take those players, like those truly are people who go to the NFL at a much higher rate right. than anybody. Like somebody who is ranked 200, it could probably statistically speaking be the same as somebody who's ranked 500 Correct. in the right. nation. Right. Cause you just don't know there's, there's too many of all that stuff. Right. So right. sure. Maybe we're getting a lot of kids who are 150 to 250, 300. That, that's great. Right. But it, that's where it comes to the eye, uh, you know, eye for talent, developing them, and all that other stuff. Yeah. The, those good teams are getting, the Georgias, Alabamas, Ohio States, are getting guys who we see in the NFL right now. Yep. First-rounders, elite talent. And that's what we need. Napier has that in the 24 class, and if you can continue that momentum for 25 – that's when you start seeing some some right. things, right? And we've and Florida did get some in twenty three, right? Trey Wilson was a very higher ranked thing, and, and, and he's a stud. Yeah, and, and, and some other yeah. and some other people. Yeah, keep right? the ball in uh, his you, hands. You just gotta man. get that. But I mean, here's a stat, right? Like Arkansas is thirteenth in the SEC in in team talent, right? Which is second to last. Right. But thirty second in the country in team talent. Yeah. So the worst, like almost the worst team in the SEC on team talent recruiting wise, is like better than in the in the top the third. Top third. Yeah. Right. Comparison, the thirteen most talented team in the ACC is Syracuse. They're 69th in the country. Right. That's a huge. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a huge difference, right? So that that's precisely the reason that goes to recruiting. And why you do have some positives in Billy Napier saying, hey, he can get a top three class, top five class. Again, these are all assuming and being hopeful that, number one, what I want to see next year is self-analysis, make some changes, move forward, keep recruiting at a very high level. Right. Right. And then... Let's see what let's see what we do on the field, right? Like yep. uh, at at this point, I still stand by it. I don't know if Kirby's a great coach. It doesn't matter if he has to be a great coach. He's got the best players. Yeah, and really good assistants though too. And I think that leads to so first of all, yes, I totally agree with recruiting, and that's also another concern of losing five in a row, not making a bowl game. Yeah. Do you lose some of that recruiting class? Because if so. Yeah. If that starts being affected, now we're really in trouble. And now you're really not living up to why you are here. I mean, he is supposed to be the recruiting guru, right? So we better stay, like, hold on to this recruiting class. And that, that'll fix itself. If you let these recruits come in, they start playing. Talent will always get you more wins. Always. But... Again, back to the coaching. I don't want to harp on it too much because, again, I'm I'm not even close to the let's fire Napier yep. thing. I'm I'm not. No, absolutely not. He needs a full three years. You can't keep staying on this hamster wheel of getting rid of coaches after three years. Number one, and number two, he was handed just a steaming pile of garbage, and he's got to clean it out. But. As we were saying, clearly there are some issues overall from an administration side. 
I think mm-hmm. what Alabama's done so well in Saban is, I mean, obviously besides recruiting and getting the best athletes in the country, they constantly are losing coordinators, right? That right. go and take head coaching positions. But they are so good at just bringing in and refilling those. And a lot of it is either ex-NFL coaches who have been hired or ex-major college football program coaches who have been fired that clearly are great coaches Yep. and then bring them in. Why can't we do that? Why can't we, you know, again, some, and I don't know, pick a, you know, somebody like Ron Zook, right? Ron Zook's a good example of, you know, he's been a, a major program, college football program coach. He's coached in the NFL. You bring him in and you say, all right, you're going to be an assistant head coach, uh, special teams coordinator, right? Yep. All you are is in charge of special teams and then big picture stuff. We don't need you to recruit. We need somebody with experience, with wisdom, who knows, who's been around the block, gets it from a coaching standpoint, not recruiting, just coaching, to come in and bring that experience and help out this staff and fix fix those small problems. To me, I think that is invaluable. I think that would be, if, if he did that, I think that would go so far, especially with a younger team, with good recruits coming in. To me, that would like seal the deal. Ron Zuck can save. Only Ron and, Zuck and can I'm save not, us. And I'm, I'm not saying Ron Zuck. I'm saying, you know, I'm saying an old guy like him who's been a head coach, who's done it. Um, if I want to argue that point, I would say that Nick Saban started doing that after he had success and had a system and a culture. Right, it's it's Agreed. tough to do Agreed. bring outside people in, um, the Belichick way. Think of it, the Patriot way. Right, it's easier if you have Tom Brady there. Right, to to because Tom Brady is the hardest worker. He's gonna set of the course. tone. The best player, hardest worker. He's gonna set the tone, and anybody who comes in is gonna follow that and follow March. You're kind of seeing that right now with the Patriots. That he's not there, and they're just like nobody listens to Bill Belichick. Sure, it's like what what do you have, right? So I think Saban had some success, proved it on the field, and then was able to say, "Listen, you're doing it my way or not." Yeah, right. So uh, I agree. Billy's still a little bit um, young in that, but it's just it's tough, right? I, I guess I, I don't think. He should be fired. The downside of fire him would be way worse for for Florida. You're gonna lose all your top recruits, right? You're gonna set everything back. Yeah. I mean, he, here's another stat. Since Urban left UF, right? So that's 2010. Mm-hmm. There's only been three college coaches that have been hired and won a title. That have been hired. So not Saban because he was already there. Yep. So Kirby's one no, of them. No, uh, yeah, Kirby's one of them. Urban's one. At Ohio at State. At Ohio State. Dabo was already at Clemson. Yep. So it would be... We play him this week. Ed Orgeron. Oh, Ed. I was trying to think who the coach... Yeah, yeah, Ed. Right, because really since Urban's left, you have 2010, right? Right. Um, You've had Alabama win like back-to-back. You had Auburn... Um, who's their coach was there already? Yeah, no, yeah. Auburn didn't win. FSU won. Sorry. Um, in 2013, right? Then you had 
2014 Ohio State. Then the 15, 16, 17, 18 was like yeah, yeah. Clemson, Alabama, back and forth. Right. Uh, 19 LSU, Joe Burrow, Alabama, 2020, and now we're in the yeah. Break. So there's only been three coaches that have been hired to a new school and won a championship. And you could argue that both of all three of them, their predecessors, left them pretty good. Right? Like Mark Richt left. Of course. Was, I mean, he won the SEC. Yeah. Right? And he left them pretty good. Yeah. They just would always lose the big games. Yeah. Or he, sort of thing, he right? He was there a long time. But, I mean, right. clearly. Les Miles yeah. <laughs> didn't leave LSU in a, in a bad spot either. Correct. Right. Correct. Um, and clearly those were good hires. Yes. And, and Urban, we know Urban this, the, the same way. But right, okay. so it, it just it just talks about how tough it is no right doubt. now. No doubt. But I think I think we're talking about two different things though. We just want to compete. Mm-hmm. I just want to get to Atlanta. I mean, you are correct in the fact that yeah, there's not been a there have not been a lot of coaches that have won national championships, just coaches in general. But just Urban competing. Left. But just com- just make it to the play. I mean, how many teams have made it to the playoffs? You know, you've got Washington who's been, you have Michigan who's been. You I mean you can name a ton of other schools that have just Oklahoma, you know, there's plenty of programs that just remain consistently good. How there is no reason the University of Florida should not be competitive. And again, I'm not saying we need to win a national championship every year. Would it be great? Sure. I'm not I'm not even saying we need to go to Atlanta every year. But we need to be competing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's frustrating. I don't know the answer. Uh, there's, it, you know, we could get sad and say there's not a lot to uh, hope for for this year. All we're hoping for is sneak out out of the next three games, sneak one win out, right? I would love for Make it, it to, to a bowl game. I would love for it to be the FSU. I think LSU is actually the best chance we have. Um, and really? I say that because their defense is Horrible. I, I, they I have agree. a horrible. I, I mean, to be fair, ours has been is has been horrible Terrible. too, right? But I, I think that um, they're they're just their offense is so good, right? Like their offense is one like if I think it's like top five, top ten in the nation, right? But their defense is like top like bottom of it. Of the you yeah. know on, on there as well, so it goes back to. But we don't have an explosive offense though. No, we don't. But we'll be able to score and and keep it there. Again, it just goes back to can the defense hold up and and what can we do? I, I think right? you're underestimating the with, the environment with they're playing in. No, so. and, and give me the LSU environment. I I would take I'm gonna take LSU to win. Right. You do you think we're gonna keep it at the end of the game? Do you think it'll be less than twenty points? If I give you twenty points, yeah, I would I would take it less than twenty. Would, would you really? Yeah. You, okay. I, I would, especially knowing that Jaden. Here's the other couple factors. Um, they just played Alabama. Jaden Daniels is kind of coming back from a sure. concussion now. Yeah. This is the perfect thing for Florida to get their backup quarterback Garrett Nussmeyer to just carve us up which he's right. very good and and all that stuff and make him look like a pro um i, I just think that 
as a young team, they're still playing together pretty tough. Um, I, I can see Florida's offense doing it. I, I just – 14 points? No. I, I would think I could see them winning by 14 points, which is what Vegas has. Um, but I see that as a – it could be close, and then all of a sudden they just cut – the offense pulls away because our defense just doesn't – you can't stop them. Can't, can't stop them. Yeah. Right, but I, I do think there's a chance. It's it's always weird. Brian Kelly's weird. Like, you know, it, it, it just I, – I think there's a chance. Missouri, I think, is a really solid team. I, I, I don't good. I don't yeah. I don't see that. Um, I mean, Missouri – yeah, yeah. So, there's that. And then um, – Again, my only okay. hope, FSU, I just feel like their, their schedule's been – I mean, other than the LSU game, yeah. When you think about who they, I mean, it's bad. It, it's been really bad. So, and again, not that the Gators are good, but maybe coming to the swamp again, last game. You, I mean, they played them really swamp. well last year. Yeah, yeah. Like his first year. I, I just, it, it I don't know, actually, man. I, I've got to think that that is gives us the best chance to win. LSU, FSU, which is crazy to think, are the. <laughs> Out of the three, if you had to, here's me ranking chances of winning. Mm-hmm. LSU, FSU, and Missouri last. Right, those, those are the three get in in that order. Right, like I think Isn't we have the best chance Missouri? to be. Missouri yeah. is like the no, nope, absolutely we're not. And against FSU is the number four team in the country. Yeah. I, um, I, what order you would you, what order would you? Yeah, I, I'm with you on Missouri. I think that's we have the least chance to win against them. I would flip flop FSU and LSU. I would say we have a only because of the environment and where we're playing. To be clear, anytime you play at home, again against a rival, I just there's always a chance. I just feel like you're gonna play better. If it's a night game in Florida, Florida FSU. Yeah. Um. You know that could get dangerous yeah, because, yeah. especially with the fans, it's Thanksgiving weekend. They're gonna go and show up, and us fair weather Florida fans, or don't call us fair weather, but we just know if it's close, they're gonna give you everything at the beginning of the game, right? And give them something to cheer for. If you keep it close, the swamp is going to be rocking, and it's yeah. going to help you out. Yeah. Absolutely. And weird things happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I totally agree. That's, that's right. why I As long that's... as you try to keep it close. I mean, it happened for a noon game last week, right? right. Like, it was pretty loud and, and things was. happened. Vibes were, weren't were great around us, I will say, in the stands. There, there was a lot of negativity in the stands that yeah. I was I was trying to block it out, you know? To, yeah, yeah. Do the Happy Gilmore block it out thing i i had the kids with me you know so i was trying to focus on that but people around me weren't super thrilled with what was happening yeah I and i didn't know any of them i mean these are all people i don't know do you think so you were were you saying you're the most positive you were the most by positive far, person by far by far it wasn't even close yeah yeah um, that's a lot because it's not like you're mr positive I feel like I'm pretty optimistic during games. And during games, you're level-headed. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't, 
I've learned so much in the past years. I, I used to be I used to think we we're gonna win every game. Yeah. But I you, miss those days. I do too. When you I just do too, you're like you just, Saturday's coming, we're gonna how yeah, much are we gonna man. win by, right? You just I've seen enough now and I just I don't know. And I do say it at this point, I we're we're gonna lose the rest of the games. I mean, I don't know I I haven't looked at the spread for the other games, but it can't be good. Well, you know, in in our older years, Kyle, like I said, I've I've realized we have um, we only have three games left. We have three games left, so three just, Saturdays to cheer on Florida to say, hey, let's watch the Gator game. So I know, so we got to take advantage of it. So real quickly to go back yeah. to your odds, I want to share this with you. I just looked it up on ESPN. Uh, the LSU game, we have a twelve and a half percent chance to win. The FSU game, we have a 15.6% chance to win. In the Missouri game, we have a 28.4% chance to win. So ESPN actually differs from us. ESPN says Missouri. Missouri, we've got the best Florida chance. Florida State. In LSU, we have the worst chance. Florida. Mm-hmm. So just not I just, for what it's Florida, worth. Florida away at Missouri, it's going to be a 7.30 game. It's going to be like 40 degrees. Yeah. That that's it never does well. No, we never play well up there. We never play well at forty degrees. <clears throat> would you play well at forty degrees? Ooh man, I don't know. Those that hits sound a little up. bit Forty's not bad. As long as it's not rain if it's raining, I wouldn't come out of the tunnel. If it's cold <laughs> and rainy, I'm out. I'd pull a hammy. No sorry. Sorry. Well, no, I'm good out. good thing they have a thing called uh Gatorade oh. to help you out. With the, the rain? Gator aid oh, for your no. hammy. Oh, for the hammy. Yeah. I, yeah. You'd have to like actually break something. Because like, the hammy's like, oh, he's just dehydrated. Get some Gatorade. <laughs> right. They put, a, that, they put uh, an that, IV that on you or something. Where they just spray the stuff on you and you're magically better. Magic spray. Oh, I thought you were saying like have somebody mace you in the eyes. Oh, no. So be like, no. he can't see. How can he play? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like, look at his eyes. <laughs> Uh, and they throw you the ball and it just hits you and they're like yeah you can't do it <laughs> little giant style yeah, yeah. well they th- and honestly they could still take you out there because you could say just go hit somebody <laughs> yeah I'm not going to hit anybody I don't mind getting hit but 40 know. degrees getting hit I mean in the rain I don't know I never minded getting hit I don't know in the rain though yeah I'm out nope that could All be right. a good bet yeah Next, if anyone wants to take a bet with Kyle, something basically if he loses, he should have to get tackled in the rain by a D one linebacker. D one? I mean, right? Come on. I, I, would, I would give you a D three person. Uh, no, if I'm gonna do it, let's do it. You want let's all? Out. I want. I'm all in. Yeah. Has to be. D, what about linebacker though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A linebacker. D1 line, any D1 <laughs> linebackers out there? We'll yeah. do it. All right. I listen to you time and time again while you tell me just what's right. Tell me a thousand things a day. Then I 
when it when history you know gets written right do you think that's going to be one of the most recognizable rock voices marcus yeah um it is to you i feel like though right yeah yeah so i mean yeah i mean i obviously have an affinity for mumford and sons i mean they're the best band i've ever seen live i've seen them multiple times and it's not even close um i think they've been extremely impactful in the music industry so i think it's like like zeppelin right i love zeppelin i think they have changed rock and roll and like Jimmy Page is considered one of the greatest guitarists of all time, but nobody says he's the greatest. Right. right. But I think he was extremely innovative. Robert Plant isn't like considered typically the greatest frontman of all time, but I think he's incredible. I think they're one of those, right? That kind of like changed the music industry. They took folk and like bluegrass and I, I don't know, man. God, it gets me fired up. Yeah, he he's you know what I think about he might not be the best ever, but he was impactful. Yeah. Um, I think of Allen Iverson in sports. Right, like oh, man, he, this is a good debate. He, I know where he's you're going. Not, with this. He's not. He's You know, Mike. We're gonna say Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, whatever. Those are the best ever. But like Allen Iverson at the time was very impactful. To people so, like there, there was a lot. Okay, uh, okay, this is worth talking about for a second because okay. I think Allen Iverson's one of the most overrated basketball players of all time. I think Allen Iverson was the product of MJ retiring, and Allen Iverson just happened to be the best scorer at the time. As soon as Michael Jordan retired, the reality is, is Allen Iverson made one Finals ever. They got swept in the finals, his teams weren't ever really that good. And I would actually argue he didn't make the team better. So it's very like James Harden-esque, right? They can score a bunch of points, but their team's never better when they're there. So I would actually say he's overrated. Wow. Yeah. Overrated. Overrated. I'm not saying he's bad. I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying Allen Iverson was a bad basketball player, but he was overrated. I think he was a product of the timing of when he entered the league. He entered the league in 96. Correct. And so he didn't start really. It takes a couple years, right, in basketball. That was right when Jordan was retiring. Yeah, but you know who was there in that same time frame? Um, Some guy named, uh, I don't know, Kobe Bryant? Right, and Kobe is way better. Like, it's not even... He not even won the, the MVP two times during the Kobe era. So did Steve Nash won two MVPs. <laughs> okay, but I'm not saying Steve Nash isn't... We're not talking about who's better. We're just saying Steve Nash was not a product uh, or impactful. I'm saying Allen Iverson was impactful. People wanted to be... Like Allen Iverson. People had the headband. There were kids out there that went and said, oh, look at this guy. I want to wear a headband. That's I don't fair. care if you were white or black That's or fair. I... A- anything, right? Like, they wanted to be like that. People were like, just the same fact as be like Mike. I, I don't care about his his play. 
before he needed that, right? Like the fact that he his call it swag, right? Sure. Things things on there stepping over people with right. the, over um what's his name? Byron Nelson or whatever. Right. Um Byron Russell. Like those were things that you remember and were impactful. Right. So he was an impactful person. I could say the That's same fair. thing That's for Michael Vick. Michael, Michael Vick, Vick was, was awesome. Was man. awesome he and was impactful. A blast to watch. But, yeah. ma- ma- but he was awesome. But he was not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not great. Right when the Allen when, when it goes, was a better basketball player than Michael Vick was a football correct. player. So yeah. maybe Michael Vick's a better example of when it goes down. He's not going to be the best player ever at right. his position or any of this stuff. Right. But boy, was he impactful. Yeah. At that time, in in sense of people love to watch him it was a show to watch him you were excited right and you tuned in because you're like what is this guy he was lamar before lamar he was a better running quarterback before cam newton got there like yeah he was the first to do it and you're like what is he was a freak man absolute freak watching him run he was fun yeah it was fun i mean even towards the other that was all with the Falcons was awesome. Right. The Falcons was prime. But then when he even after the whole jail thing and he came back with the Eagles, I still remember like the Monday night football game. He just like flick it wrist. He just throws it. Deshaun Jackson yep. like one play yep. and it's like a touchdown. You're like, this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this. He throwing the footballs, I mean as good of a runner as he was, he had a freaking cannon. And you're right, he made it look so effortless. He just Flick the wrist, and it'd be a freaking laser beam. 40-yard laser. He was good, man. He was fun to watch. Yeah, so impactful. That, the whole Mumford and Sons, Marcus thing, it just made me think of impactful, yeah. not yeah. maybe not the best. Right. No, I, I, think that's, that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Okay. All right, so um, we got a lot going on these days in, uh, in, in sports. We do. Right, so we can go and um, we'll do a kind of abbreviated version of the um, lightning round. We've got a Netflix Cup coming up and golf, mm-hmm. right? This is a new kind of uh, thing to do. It's F1 drivers versus PGA pros. It's the first ever live sports event on Netflix. Right, like it. Okay, um, it's... You know, it's going to be... I have no idea anybody who... From F1, do you follow F1? I, I No. Have you even seen an F1 race before? I've heard they're a blast to go to. Um, and I know they're huge internationally. But no, I don't... I've never watched a second of it. I've, I, I've heard... I mean, the two places they do it in the States, or a couple places. One is Austin, which... Yep. That's a great city. Right. Right. The other one is Vegas. And they're about to don't do... Don't they do it in Miami? Yes, they do in Miami. They're going to do one here in Vegas. And to me, the wild thing that I talk to people at work who love it is they rate, they actually like shut down the streets yeah. and like the cities. Yeah. And you just... Right. Cars going really fast. So like Vegas, they're going to shut down like the strip. And there's going to be these cars driving hundreds of miles an hour. They're like, that's pretty awesome. Right. Pretty intense. If if any of them I'd want to watch would be the Vegas one, but that being said, I know I have no idea who any of the drivers are. The golfers are Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, and Max Homa. 
Will you be watching, Kyle? Uh, when is it? I mean, yeah. I, it's I, I like the, the hokey, fun golf stuff. Like, if the players are mic'd up, I'm in. That, that to me, is the selling point. It's on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock, November 14th. 3 o'clock? 3 p.m. Is that... That must be, like... Because it's time. at the wind, it's in Las Vegas. So it would be probably six o'clock our time, would be my guess. Could be six Eastern, excuse me, three Pacific, six. Yeah, Eastern. that that makes more sense. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll tune in. Why not? I like all those golfers. I, I mean, I like watching Markow. I can't say I necessarily wanted to see him mic'd up, but home was hilarious. JT, I love. Fowler's great. Yeah, of course. It'll be fun. It's like the match, right? You team golf, you know, they're mic'd up, they say some funny stuff, talk a little smack. Yeah, let's do it. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right, Juan, so we've been watching a little um horrible um NFL tonight, Thursday night football, Panthers and Bears, but it made me think about I, I feel like it's time to check in on our preseason picks. Um our Super Bowl picks. And you had the Jets and the Cowboys going to the I Super did. Bowl? I did. How, how are you feeling right now? Horrible. I mean, Aaron Rodgers' Achilles is horrible. So, yeah. And the Cowboys, eh. Yeah. I don't feel good. In all fairness, yes. Injuries like that to a quarterback derail. But the, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to come back? I, uh, I feel like... I, I want to say yes, but I also think that I haven't done the research. There is some financial incentive for him to come back, too. Oh, really? I think so. Well, that would make sense. Um, I, I hope he comes back because I think that'd be a cool story. And I hope the Jets stay relevant enough to where, like, if he came back with, you know, in December and they won their last three games, they could make the playoffs or something like that. I think it'd be a cool story. I'm not a huge A-Rod fan, but... I could dig it. That'd be cool. It'd be yeah. Fun to watch, right? The AFC's freaking stacked, man. I just don't. Even if he comes back, I can't fathom. Think about it, they've got to beat the Chefs, the the the, the, uh, the Ravens, the Bengals. The Bengals are getting hot. Um, who else? I mean, it's I don't know about the Bills, but and the Dolphins were hot, but I don't know, man. It could be a good storyline. I like it. And then the NFC, you know, I the feel like ers have uh, Yeah, the 49ers have kind of uh, drifted off, but it's really Eagles. I feel like Eagles, 49ers. Yeah, I, I don't feel like the Eagles are as good as they were last year. I do feel like the NFC is wide open. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are going, but I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if there was a team that makes it from the NFC that nobody is really expecting. Like my Seahawks. Like the Lions to like go to the Super Lions. Bowl. I would love my hard to knock see the Lions. Lions dude. Yeah. I, I love them. I would love it. I would love it's it. My team from the hard knocks. All right. Speaking of uh, Detroit and the Lions, Michigan. It's a lot of scandal going on right there. Have you been keeping up with it, really knowing the details, or are you just looking at headlines and just trying to piece it all together? Well, you know. I, I tried to stay up because it, it seemed pretty 
it was pretty intense. And there's still like stuff coming out. Now it's just getting like a soap opera. It's too much now. I can't handle it. Yeah. But I guess where I stand after really taking a step back and thinking about it, I have they done anything illegal? Like, have they truly done anything illegal? And have they done anything that's... I don't know. I feel like every team does it. Steal signs, right? That's why you disguise it and do all the things. Like, everybody does it. And and even if they... Let's say they do steal signs, right? How big of an advantage is it throughout the game? Truly. That's what I'm... I, I just don't feel like this is that big of a deal. I think this is something that is blown way out of proportion... I don't think it's even if they said they proved 100% they were doing it. Michigan's still a really good team, and they'll be really good without the sign stealing. I, I just I don't think there's gonna be like now. Obviously, they can't do it right, and they're not stealing signs. So I don't think there's gonna be this like massive drop off, and they're gonna get blown out every game. Right. Um... Uh, it, you could also argue that it's kind of like the Patriots when they were doing the video taping exactly. and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, or even the Astros in in baseball. Correct. It's like they still have, like the Patriots still, still had Hall of Famers on their team. Right. You know the Astros had really good players on their team. Hall of Famers on their and, team. And like yeah. Michigan has still has really good players. I guess Harbaugh has been known to say that. He thinks this team is gonna break the record for like most first rounders. Yeah. Like the kids that he has, he like that's how excited he is about this this team. So it's it's almost like I don't even know if you needed to do this, right? Like sure they're doing it. Do other people call up like, hey, I have a coach, I have a GA that's on that coaching staff on the other team. Maybe they'll tell me what this. Right. Team does and what this signal means. Like, right. Yeah, that happens. Right. Um, but it's almost like they just, they probably didn't even need to do it. Yeah. In, in a. Yeah, it's in just, a they, they got caught, right? I think everybody, I think it's one of those things where everybody does it to an extent. They went overboard, sure. Like, is it sketchy? Is it morally wrong? Like, sure, all of those things. But everybody does it to an extent. They get caught whatever like they're, they're not going to go out this weekend and get blown out by Penn State I would love to see him lose by the way because I want to see some chaos in college football but no because mm. if they losing them I agree but any, any more loss and stuff is going to help FSU I feel like no, we're trending not to Florida wins <laughs> the, the, here, here's okay. my thing about it though with, with the playoffs so so what because Florida State's schedule is just garbage. Like, they're they're a given to get... Like, truthfully, I hope we win because that would ruin their season. But other than that, they don't play anybody. Even in the ACC championship. Like, they're not going to end up playing anybody any good. But, so if they're already in, who cares if they're the one, two, three, or four seed? Like, why, that's irrelevant to me. Okay, fair enough. That, that's assuming they get in. Right. Um, I... Back to the Michigan thing, um, I would, I would actually like to see Michigan win the national championship. Oh wow! Um, 
just because I, I can't have Georgia effort. I can't live in a world where Georgia wins three times, and I can't. I don't want to live in a world with FSU winning. I, I I'm with a, you on another that. Another one on yes. that. Right. So like that's one of the ones that I see. Michigan's uh, a good team. I would love to see Washington sneak in there and just. I that would like, be good. I feel like they're a fun team, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, even Oregon, you know, Bo Nix leaving Auburn. I think it'd be cool to see a Pac-12 team win right as they just fall apart and join the other leagues. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool story. Um, I don't like Michigan and Ohio State. I certainly don't want Georgia and FSU to go. I I just think it'd be a cool story to see a Pac-12 team win it. Yeah, I I agree. I think that would be pretty sweet. Um, Like uh, Washington, Oregon both get in. Yeah. What if it's Big Ten? Washington, Oregon, Michigan, Ohio State are the four. That is the new Big Ten. But the problem with that is is both those teams in each conference are in the same division. I don't think you can have two teams from the same division get in. I don't know. Uh, Oregon, Big 12 doesn't have a division, or Pac-12 doesn't have a division anymore. Oh, that's true. But they would have a rematch. Would they play in the Pac-12 championship? Yeah, so like so if like Washington goes undefeated Washington. and then Oregon beats them, yeah. they each have one loss to each other. Right. And what if it's like a field goal match again? Yeah. I That would be chaos. See, I, I, I could live with that. That'd be pretty cool. I, I do want to see Penn State beat Michigan and then Michigan beat Ohio State because I think that would be just total chaos. Yeah. I think that it's would happened be cool. before. Yeah. In, in that, but here's my thing with Michigan. I don't think that there's going to be any. Um, I'm guessing there's not going to be any penalties until after the year. Right. Right. Even though the Big Ten is supposed to have something here in the next day or so. Right. Of what they're going to do, if I'm the Big Ten, do I really want to punish? and ruin one of my teams from winning the national championship and getting to a playoff and all the revenue that's going to come with that. Right. right? Let's let's not even talk about the national championship, the revenue you get. Getting them to a playoff, right? Do you know how big the Michigan brand is? Yeah, yeah. Right, like they try. I mean, they've made the playoffs two years in a row, and they're going to be watched, and people are going to go there, and you're going to get a fat check probably with these TV deals, the way they're structured. Yeah. That if you're a conference and your team makes it to the playoffs, you get X amount. Like, ultimately, money wins, and I just can't see how the Big Ten, right, with those high people, you say. Oh, we care about integrity and all this yeah. stuff. Like, we're going to punish them. I totally agree. I totally, and I do have a hard time. It's when you punish the whole team for something a coach does. Now, I'm I know the argument, the competitive advantage. Like other teams don't have it. I I get it, but I mean, that that'd be a tough thing to swallow if you punish an entire team. Without, like, unless they had just evidence of, here's the text message from John Harbaugh, here's video of John Harbaugh saying, I need you to go to the Central Michigan game 
right. and videotape them right. and or and steal their sign and go to the sideline and this is you telling me what it is. Right. Right. Unless it's like something that clear, which which they're is, probably gonna. Go, I mean, if it's that clear, you gotta suspend them. Like you suspend the coach. Yeah. And but the team still plays. Right. Sort Correct. of thing. Correct. Um, but. I'm just saying there's nowhere near that like close of an evidence except just one person who has been doing this. And right. the layers of management right. or leadership, it, you know, it's going to be a tough trail to yeah. to uh, to get Harbaugh. Should, you know, they always do say you're the leader, you should have known, all that stuff, right? But with that being said, that's where I insert the if I'm the Big Ten – and I know this is one of my best chances to get into the playoffs and one of my biggest teams. Like yeah. I have to think about let do, let the due process happen. Yep. Let's just come out, you know, maybe at the end of the year. Sure. Find them, suspend them. Who cares? Harbaugh may leave for the NFL anyways. Right. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter. Suspend them all you want after that, but have your, have your ride. Like, yeah. go on the ride. If, if you're Harbaugh after all this, do you stay at Michigan? Yeah. Uh, or do you go to the pros? Do you go to the Bears because they're not a good team and you've played for you played for the Bears yeah. before? Yeah. I. It, it's interesting to me. Like, if you have an opportunity to go back to the NFL, to me, I would because then you don't have to play the recruiting game the nil game you don't have to transfer portal you don't deal with any of that um i would do it but you know it's it's interesting like if you win a national championship or you have a chance to win next year like and build that legacy that'd be tough too you know your alma mater like that's tough so i I did hear about how um the nfl does take NCAA penalties and apply them to the to the NFL. So it's like you just can't hide. No, oh, interesting. F- from them, um, I think one of the players that ha- that happened to was Terrell Pryor. Okay. Like with the whole signing autographs, right. which is funny to think about now. Right. The whole NIL stuff. Right. Um, and the whole the cars. I think that was cars. Um, he got sus- he declared for the draft. And then was suspended in the NFL after the NCA um, did their investigation. Interesting. So there's that. already precedent there right. that the NFL, you know, it's not just a clear, right, a clear thing. That that's so me. I mean, uh, the Bears or whoever could so hire me, like I, I don't care. Right. 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 Go do what you do, but it's just not that clean. Huh. Interesting. It's the point. But anyways, that's uh that's Michigan. Pretty. Yeah. Pretty crazy. We'll see what happens. Last topic, Kyle. Gator basketball. We're back. It started. Yeah. They're 1-0. Can't win all your games unless you win the first one. Um, they looked good. Uh, there's been a lot of secret scrimmages going on, right? right? So yeah. they beat Miami in a secret scrimmage, which is a big deal. A lot of people are saying that because uh, Miami was a Final Four team, I think, last year, or Sweet 16 team. They were good. I mean, they made it Elite Eight. Right. One of those. Sweet right. 16, Elite yeah, 8, or right, Final right, Four. Right, one of the numbers. Right. Can you even tell me who won last year? Do you know who won the NCAA championship last year? Connecticut. Who did they beat? They beat a 
bad school. Um, was it FAU? Was it FAU? Did it, FAU made the, the Final Four. Uh, FAU made the Final Four. Uh-huh, I think they did. I forget who made the finals. Yeah, I don't remember. It, it, but yeah, UConn. Um, but it was weird. But anyways, um, this week, tomorrow, Friday, they play uh, Virginia. Yep. At a, a, a thing, it's some kind of showcase. Yep. Whatever they. How do you? What's your? What's the vibes like for for Florida basketball right now? I love this team. I I think they're long. Um, they're young. They're athletic. They've got a bunch of really tall guys. The Australian freshmen jacking up threes. All their centers, you know, can shoot. Um, you know, we're not going to run the table. I, I don't think, I, I don't want to say we're not going to make the Final Four because if FAU could make it, I guess we could make it too. But um, I don't know, man. I think they're going to be fun. I really enjoyed the first game. We do play a pretty tough non-conference schedule. Yep. We play a bunch of really good teams, so we'll probably have some L's going into SEC schedule. But I could see this team winning 20 games, um, making it to the tournament. You know, and, and that's kind of what I want, just – you know, be entertaining, make the games fun. They're going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, they missed a ton of free throws the first game. Okay. But I think that's something you can fix, um, I hope, anyway. And um, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I've, I'm very optimistic on this season. Yeah. I You know, looking at non-conference here in November, you've got Virginia, you've got Florida State, which is always tough, uh, Pitt, Mm-hmm. You and you've got Wake Forest, so yep. um, those are those are pretty exciting. And in December nineteenth, uh, you got Florida at Michigan. Yeah, yeah, couple really good ones. It's uh, it'll be a fun year. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be fun to watch, and I think they'll give us something to talk about. So is it too early to call prediction that they make the tournament? Are you taking? Yeah, yes I, I'm no. saying they're in the tournament. Yes. They're in the tournament. Here, tournament. Here's the way that I look at it, right? If they are a top six team in the SEC, they'll make the tournament, right? In theory, six SEC teams should make the tournament, right? Okay, because if you are you going with the num if I'm looking into the numbers, right? Are you saying let's look at the power or the power five conferences? Power five if you have the top six of each, that's thirty teams. Well, I'm just saying, and that's not necessarily the case. Where I mean, sometimes eight schools from a conference make it, sometimes four. Yeah. Okay. But my point six is, is, a fair is if you're a top six team, you're probably going to have 20 wins. Like when you take into account wins, losses, how you play in the conference. Okay. And I think we will be a top six team. Um, you know, the SECs, we've got really good coaches in the conference now. There's going to be better teams in the conference than us. But I think we'll be a top six team, and I think I, I think we're going to surprise some people. I think we're going to win games we probably shouldn't. We might lose one or two games we probably shouldn't, but I... You know, preseason ranked, top six team puts you behind. So here are the... By rank, by preseason ranking, okay. here are the top teams in the SEC. Yep. Tennessee, nine. Arkansas, 14. A&M, 15. Alabama, Oh, I forgot. Excuse me. Uh, Kentucky. So you got Tennessee, A&M. No, te- yeah, Tennessee, Arkansas, A&M, Kentucky. 9, 14, 15, 16. Yeah. And then Alabama as 24th. Right. 
Right. So you would be behind those five schools. Yeah. It is to be yeah. the six. So you got to be better than Mike White's Georgia Bulldogs. You got to be better than Auburn, which is always tough. Yeah. Could be tough. Um, Ole Miss, Missouri, LSU, all of those. That's it should be doable, right? I, I think it's feasible. I think we're gonna surprise people. I think we're gonna hover around like, you know, we, we may not be ranked, you know, but we'll kind of hover around that thirty to twenty-five range. So, tell me, tell the fans a little bit. You know, I I watched a little bit of the game back and forth. Mm-hmm. What's what's the makeup of this team? Are we a are we a Shoot, are we a, shooting a lot of threes? Yes, yes. Are we, we're not yeah. going to beat anybody in the paint. If we if we play a team with a good center with with a good four, um, that's going to we'll, they will tear us up down low. But we're going to jack up a lot of threes. We're going to shoot. Um, we're going to be taller than most teams, and we're going to run too. And so it's um, a fast pace, shoot shooting a lot of threes. Shooting a lot of if got, our, how's the de- people. if the defense defense is a little suspect that that's I think that might be our bugaboo we're gonna have to outscore a lot of folks um, but man we threw down some dunks and some almost alley oops and like they're they're fun man I think it's gonna be a fun team no what I'm what I was going with the defense is if you have some good defensive games that leads. Yeah. to better offense For because sure. we're quick and can right. shoot fast. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, get, and can get up on people in yeah. a hurry. Absolutely. Which, you know, I think you can improve defense as the year goes on because I think defense is a big-time cohesiveness thing, right? The more you play together, I think the better defense you can play. The better communication is, switching off, etc. cetera. Um, so, you know, none of these guys have really played together other than Will Richard and um, Kugel. Riley Kugel. Yep. So, you know, I, I I think there's a lot of upside here. I like it. I mean, we're going to – we're a basketball school, right? We're a basketball school, Juan. That is what we are. You know, it's we're time It's time to move on from football to basketball. I mean, one of our sports has to make it to the postseason. One of the big, one of the big three sports. Well, which baseball did. Baseball made it to the finals. Yeah. So – yeah, we, we and yeah, we're a baseball. Sport. One of the big two programs has to make it to the postseason. I agree. I agree. Right, it's been a little while since both of them made it to postseason. Yeah, we yes, we we need basketball to step up, fill that void that we have in football right now. Surprise people. Let's let we need people to see that Strickland can hire a good coach. You know what's a great uh, recruiting pitch to help Billy Napier is a good basketball program. Hey. Right? Because yeah. in December, when we have three games left, in December, January, it's going to be recruiting time. You get all these people, official yeah. visitors. You know what happens? You bring them in on a Saturday. You take them to the game. Yep. You to let them come in at halftime, wave, yep. see all the fans cheering for them and all yeah. that. See some dunks. Yeah. See, see the players winning. Yes. Right? And saying, this is what we do. We're winners in everything. Yes. Right? Yes. That that helps recruiting. I it does. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I I think it and it changes the vibe just with athletics in general. Right? Yeah. Let's go. I mean, if you're a top recruit, right, and you see Joakim Noah, you're like oh, I'm man, here for school yeah. and you see Joakim Noah and Al Horford like 
lobbing dunks and everything, you're like, wait, so not only do I get to win a championship, like I get to hang out with these guys too? Winners want to be around other winners. It's science. Prove me wrong. (laughs) Prove me wrong. All right. So that's all the time we got right now. Gators, hold on for football. Basketball, it looks bright. Michigan, who knows? Chaos in college football. And that's the main thing. More chaos. And the future is bright. The future is bright. Until next time.